you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. The Around the NFL Podcast. Sierra, Sierra, tomato, tomato. Welcome to another edition of the Around the NFL Podcast. My name is Dan Hansis. I'm joined in a room filled with heroes. Mark Sessler, Lindsey Rhodes, and Greg Rosenthal. What is up, boys and girls? Uh... Should I point out that Greg's really dressed up today? Well, part of it yeah. is it's freezing in this studio, and this is the only way that's going to keep my frail, small body warm. That's one way to put it. Another way it is when we do our live hits on network, Greg likes to oh. put on the jacket, oh. and then not usually, not lately. The, the people on the third floor be like, oh, this guy, he's got... <laughs> He's got live television <laughs> potential. They're like, who's the human pulled out of the Wes Anderson Mark film on the left? D- don't dress for the job you have. Dress mm. for the job you There's want. There's been many <laughs> hits where you're you're much better dressed than I am. It mixes up. Well, find they, me one. Yeah. I, I don't know. know if I put Dan in that category. Good, nice dresser, but I don't know oh. how many times you've... I wouldn't say that. Are you either. wearing the same shirt as Greg? That was it's part of very, it, too. And Greg is colorblind, so it Mark's is first comment to me was, wow. oh, we're wearing the same shirt. Another reason to put on the coat. That made sense with the coat for that reason, so... For the minute and a half that we run in, I mean, we yeah, we got our we got both of our shirts from the generic men of 2019 <laughs> checkered collection. Like, who doesn't have this generic shirt? whites magazine? Had a really nice. <laughs> it's good publication. Clothing line. Uh, Lindsay, how you doing? It's been Hi. a while. Yes. I was going through some of the the history of Lindsay on the Around the NFL podcast, which is how rich. does one do that? Uh, just comb through the archives. The Where history archives? is very rich here. Yes, that's Colleen. <laughs> also rich history with Colleen. But um, a couple episodes back, this is probably your fifth or sixth, maybe seventh time on the show. There, remember, there was the Lindsay Rhodes maternity leave uh, extravaganza. That was one of the all-time favorite Lindsay appearances. That's with your second child, right? Oh, okay. You don't I mean, remember. She, well, no, you were deep into... No. Probably was, your third was trimester. Was I still on my maternity leave? No, we were saying oh, it was goodbye. Like my to last day. Yeah. We were waving right. farewell to you for a right. brief amount of time. Yeah, I think yeah. that was like my last day before I did go. On and it's just a, a, an indicator. Yeah, that was memorable. I do. I do remember it now. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> we we all have a you know a combined not with each other, but we have eight children. And uh, how many since we started working together? You started at NFL when? Two thousand eight. Wow. All these children have showed up since we all got to know each other. Is that mm. how we've been able to work together for so long? Mm. I mean, you and I, you also room? weren't married when you started here, so you did things in that correct order, Dan. Mm. Did it the right way. Yeah. Did it the right way. Technically, My I, brought, I brought a baby with me to, uh, to our oh, you relationship. Did. Yeah, but we had just met. So. <laughs> how you got to keep up? You had just met the baby? <laughs> uh, just met Dan and the oh, baby. See, she was, you know, just a baby, but... Mm. Um, so, yes, the history is rich, Lindsay, and we're happy to have you back. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. You're sitting in the West chair because Chris Wessling is on his honeymoon uh, down in Mexico, I believe. Yes. Uh, Puerto Vallarta. Is that in Mexico? I believe that's where it yes. is. Yes. Sounds it. like it. I believe that's where it is. You know that's where it is. Well, yeah, we also, know. we when he comes back, <laughs> he has a lot to talk about because we group purchased him, Wes, a big, nice massage. So we'll have to see how that went for him. <laughs> oh, I, group, I saw about massage. that on Instagram. Yeah. Yep. Which there was a text chain going back and forth, 
and the idea is this something because you never know with Wes what he likes and what he'll be like, hey, I'm open for anything. Or, or what he'll be like, I'd never do that. I'm a man. <laughs> so uh, it was kind of a coin flip. Yep. But I, I think he – I was kind of out of pocket this weekend, but he, he enjoyed it. What was his response? I missed everything on this. Keisha said that he was – on Instagram, I believe, he was considering now getting monthly massages. So that seems <laughs> like a thumbs up. There you go. He nailed it. Uh, so um, happy honeymoon to the lovely Wesling couple. Uh, coming up on today's show with the great Lindsay Rhodes of NFL Network. And if you don't know, Lindsay, first of all, you're a monster. H- how are you not watching our program? Irresponsible to not know what who is, she is. What is wrong with you it people? Is, th- yeah. We're talking about the face of NFL Network. That's, uh, well, you know. I don't know. Eisen, okay. Eisen maybe is like, you know, the guy, he was the first person to say words on this platform. Yes, he is the face, but I'm talking about the mm. more day-to-day NFL network. What's going on? Lindsay's always there because she is the host of NFL Total Access. She's the sucker who will show up every single the day. The flagship show. The flagship <laughs> program of NFL Network, which she co-hosts with uh, Scott Hansen, and you guys um, do great work, so you check that out. And in honor of that, um, on today's show, we'll do another tradition with Lindsay, which is some uh, TA topicals. Oh, yay. That we'll okay. have uh, with Linz. Uh, also coming up on today's show, uh, under the radar NFL N- MVP candidates. Mm-hmm. So everybody knows the, the names that always get bandied about is uh, th- this guy's the MVP, usually a quarterback. Um, but we're going to throw out some names, and it's not going to be anything preposterous. It's going to be people that um, it should make sense as soon as that person says it when we go around the horn. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. It's a possibility. So not so far under the radar just, that, you know, we would be – it yeah. needs to remain plausible. Like Matt Paradise, he, you know, he's not going to be the MVP. I know he might anchor the <laughs> offensive line uh, this year, but he he's not going to be somebody that you're going to throw out there. No offensive lineman has ever won the Associated Press most valuable I like that you're award. following that up like that was yeah. necessary. <laughs> Hold on, in case any of you actually Man. are still on the, <laughs> the train for Matt to win this award. Uh, but before we do that – Let's do some news. Everyone's going to say something. You know, when right now, oh, you're an awful pick. But when he wins two Super Bowls, everyone's going to be like, oh, he was the greatest pick of all time. Like, that's just how life works. Well said, Saquon Barkley, who is commenting on his new teammate, mm. the rookie passer, Daniel Jones. That included, like, my least, one of my least favorite uh, things in sports media, which is the overeager, too loud, too soon laughter. That would never, they would never be laughing right. that much in real life uh, off of that but comment. You, but it was like, oh, I, oh by, but that's I just how life works. I know. I, I will say that you're right. Sometimes journos, when an athlete actually kind of is light and jovial, maybe you get overeager. But then you got to remember. These journals also deal with people like Tack McKinley in Atlanta. I don't know if you saw his recent post, uh, press conference where he gave yeah, um, I saw that one. eight straight, I'm good, that's good, it's good answers, and then walked off. So when somebody is actually giving you a fun line, I can see you get a little overeager. All right. That was I, such I, I've, a fun I, line. I've been, I've been, I've done that before. I've, you know, given athletes way too much credit for being funny when they're, you know, it's fine. 
Uh, one guy that gets too much credit for being funny, Rob Gronkowski, the former Patriots tight end. Little zinger at you there, but no, he's fine. I love Gronk. Felt like an unnecessary zinger. I know. Well, it accurate. Could have segued, I, I would you know. consider it accurate. Not needed. Anyway, 10 weeks ago, Gronk called it a career. He stepped away, said, I'm done playing after a legendary run with the Patriots that ended with a, another Super Bowl title. Uh, you remember his agent at the time, we were actually in Arizona. Drew Rosenhaus was making himself very public in the lobby throughout the weekend, talking loudly on a cell phone, enjoying himself. And he told the media he didn't believe it. His own client, he said, no, he, you know, don't be surprised if Gronk plays again. Well, Gronk was speaking uh, to reporters at a uh, children's event at Gillette Stadium and was asked about any, you know, rumors that he wants to come back or will come back. Whatever I say, it doesn't matter. It'll always be crazy out there. You can put him to rest. I'm feeling good in a good place. 30 years old. You know, beat up 30 years old. A regular Abraham Lincoln here. Now we're out of the quote. We're out of the quote, yes. He's like, I'm 30 years old. Um, No, but uh, he, uh, end quote. Thank you, Lindsay. A real journo is in the room. Uh, But he is, uh, you know, showed he had something left in the tank in the playoffs, but also it was a tough last season. Is he coming back? I still think he's going to be on the Patriots in November. I, I do believe that. Hmm. I don't. But I don't put much stock into what he's saying at like a June charity event. He's forced to speak. He, of course he's thinking that now. When it gets to September, October, like could his That's mind I mean. change? Maybe. He doesn't have to do training camp and mandatory mini camp in June and all that. I feel like it'd be more like something where he just comes in for like the stretch run. Belichick always says, you know, the season starts at Thanksgiving or whatever. That's when we start. That might fit in there. It's the one case where it's the the Patriots have been too successful because what is the motivation? It's not the athlete trying to get come back to get that Antonio Gates that one Super Bowl run. Well, you've been there like fourteen times. You're dominant. What is why? What is more appealing than you know watching football? From a distance and no longer being While drinking destroyed by beefy beer. giant people. Yeah, I get it. Oh. I I tend to think that the that he probably won't come back. I th- I think he definitely believes he won't right now. Um, but primarily because I think the Patriots are going to change their whole offense. They haven't. It's not like they brought in another tight end to take his place. So I feel like I. I feel like they're just going to do it completely differently this year and that it would be weird to call him up in November. Like you would normally do that if the guy that they brought in to take his place got hurt mm. and then all of a sudden you're looking for a tight end. But would that be a reason to why to rule top. it out from an organization standpoint? I feel like if you have a chance to get a recharged and into it, Gronk, and you're off, especially like we're speculating now a lot of the football cognoscenti is speculating that the Patriots could struggle on offense. There's just not a lot of... Um, but really, though, like what we haven't heard do? that narrative yeah. in the offseason. No? It's always they're always expected to struggle because they lost Phil in the blank. Like, right. And they always find ways not Gronk to struggle. Before. I have no expectation for them to struggle this year because Gronk left. Ugh. They've been fine without Gronk. Like they find ways. I, I think he's an extremely special tight end. But I think that Bill Belichick will just find a different way to attack things offensively. And I think that they're going to be fine. I agree with you. For the record, I don't want to agree with you, but I think the Patriots will have a ten, top ten offense again this year. I'd be, I'd be, it would be a bizarre reality if they don't, because they always do. It's yeah. just a completely different time to live in. Uh, Tom Brady, he is the quarterback of the Patriots. He's entering his age forty-two season. Well, what about playing even later? Russell Wilson did a uh, had a nice conversation with our own Mike Silver 
in which he explained, you know, he's 30 years old. He just signed that big contract with Seattle. He's entering his ninth season, but he wants to play a lot more football. In fact, he wants to play until he's 45 years old. I feel like, begin quote. Thank you. I feel like I'm just getting started. That's the scary part. That's the most exciting part. That's real, really where I believe that I am right now. I'm just getting started, and I believe this team is just getting started. So I think that we can do anything that we set our minds to do, close quote. So where, where was the 45? I'm looking for it in the copy. Okay. Stand by. All right. So, oh, so it's there. It, it, it is like in the story, which, uh, yeah. It's, it's a beefy piece by Mike. I, <laughs> I okay. absolutely... Uh, I would think it would be earlier in the copy. but Well, it's a good invite for the listener to go Anybody uh, find jump it in themselves. On at any point, and I would really – a lot this of numbers like, So too. him saying that he wants to play till he's 45 feels a little bit like don't put that out there. Like when people even in any way – and Josh Rosen did this last week in a way that was very benign and whatever, but he used – he compared himself to Tom Brady in a way that was very not like I'm comparing myself to Tom Brady, but he said something like if I could be even – uh, you know, close to the what he is in this way and this way and this way, then that's what I want to be. And it was a compliment and it was like, here's the bar and I just am striving to be that. But the way that the quote was parsed and then put out on Twitter, it becomes this like, oh, he's comparing himself to Tom Brady and he's not even close to Tom Brady. And I just feel like people should sort of learn that lesson mm. and maybe just – don't even go in close to that. People like, Tom love Brady's the 45 the thing, though. Now. Tom Brady's been saying 45 now for a while. And Tom Brady's still – three seasons away from, you know, 45. I'll believe that when I see it. Like, he's turning 42. He's clearly the greatest aging quarterback of all time in terms of his ages, you know, 39 to 41 seasons. And even he, I would be surprised if he's around in a couple of years. It's a strange in, thing. I know in that... three years, you'd be surprised? Yeah. Well, wait, this is going to be 42, right? This he, season? Yeah. I'd be surprised if he's August starting 1st. his age 45 season still in the NFL. Yes. I to me from a fan angle, it's uh, and I was saying this downstairs to these guys that I like star athletes in my life for a nice long amount of time, but I don't need. For instance, if you're Kyler Murray or Sam Darnold, if you wanted to play till you're 45, your career wraps in 2043. That and Dan, I like Sam Darnold, but that's too much of him in my life for the next 20 something years. It's like give me I I want Brady to be a little bit more of an outlier than every quarterback is playing for the next two plus decades it really does too much has changed the how the nfl looks because right now aaron Rodgers, you know is turning 35 36 you would think he'd be on the back not you know he'd be kind of wrapping up his career and you, you don't even think about that with him they just gave ben roethlisberger a new contract he's getting up there philip rivers like drew Brees. i think Brees, rivers and Brady and Eli are all free agents next off season. So it's like, what kind of contracts do you give those guys at that age? It's it's a little. Well, but the last still... one, not a contract. Eli doesn't get a contract. Right, that's fair. Uh, unless well, we don't, yeah, unless the Giants it... truly double down on their annoyance. He'll be Marcus Mariota's new yeah. backup in Jacksonville. But that's an interesting question for the rest of them. Update: I have a, a more pertinent quote. <laughs> all right, to the topic. Okay. okay. Uh, seven we'll years has gone by out. so fast. You think about just turning 30 years and what I have for the rest of my career for the next 10 to 15 years. I'm just so fired up about it. You think about some of the best quarterbacks of all time, guys like Drew, guys like Tom. Uh, I really look up to those guys. There's so much more to do. And then Mike uh, says, to 45? And then Russell replies, yeah, yeah, that's the goal. I'm just fired up for it. End quote. Go Hawks. End quote. 
Skyhawks. Yeah. Moving on. That was a good goal. Yeah. Life goals. Mark talks about it on network. Mark, Mark said on up to the minute with Andrew Siciliano today that he will be podcasting until he's eighty nine or ninety. God willing. Mark is for, for this now. production, questionable, but you know, somewhere. Maybe in my house. If we're doing this podcast in forty five years. Oh my gosh. I I just don't know what to say. I don't even know. I don't know if that would be a grand I, achievement or well, just it feels I mean, some I, type of purgatory it feels that I'm living because in. Because we, we, we just discussed we have a flock of children that we could actually hand the show off to, and they'd be... Hand the show off to Well, they'd be deep into their 40s, like and we're an st- not giving them a career at that point. So I mean, yeah, yeah that, I think if you're still there, it will be an <laughs> indictment of the NFL's you know retirement and health care plan. <laughs> well, still, we're still needing to show up. It's like, yeah. all right, we're doing three shows this week, uh, OT. Roundup, yeah, absolutely. Well, one of Russell Wilson's thing is he eats no dairy, no mold, no yeast, no gluten, and that's he's going to be healthy longer. You're going to have to change your your diet up. Time out. No mold. That just means what? Like no cheese? No mold. Like why is that even in a molds? Mushrooms. uh, Lots of certain sauces. Soy sauce can be have mold aspects to it. How does that end up on your dietary list? Like no mold. Well, it's, it's yes. It so is. hard to I give mean, it up. I'm gonna I think you're thinking of like, a, like an orange with a sheen of green on it that you take, eat like a hand fruit. No, like it's more like, like cheese as a mold. Calvin Johnson, let's move on. As far on. as I know. Calvin Johnson is a retired <laughs> wide receiver, a great, a future Hall of Famer. Um, played his entire career with the Lions. But there has been no Calvin Johnson halftime celebration. There's been no Calvin Johnson Lions anything. Uh, and it all goes back to... Well, what a lot of things go back to money, money. Uh, Calvin Johnson told Dave Burkett in the Detroit Free Press um, what the Lions need to do to get this relationship back on track. They already open quote. They already know what they got to do. The only way they're going to get me back is they put that money back in my pocket. Close quote. And if you remember, the Lions required Megatron to reimburse the team for a portion of his signing bonus. Um, that he hadn't earned before retiring three years ago. So it's, I think it's around a million dollars that, you know, the money, if he gets that, that's the price tag to get Calvin Johnson back in, in Ford Field. Would you pay for that? For what? I, I have a problem with the fact that there's an expectation that he, that he should get that money back in the first place. Like I get that there's also an argument that like a million dollars seems like pennies if you're the Lions and you get one of the faces of your franchise to come back to the table. But at the same time, I'm I'm lost on why there is an expectation on his part to have earned that money. Like why you wouldn't have to pay that back. If they pay you, if you sign a three-year deal and then you retire after because one was- year, and then the signing bonus is essentially just a way to give you more money around the salary cap. So... It's a prorated situation. It's not really like, thank you so because much you're for signing and this diming, document. I'm paying you $20 million. Because you're uh, an organization of failure. And he is a player of total excellence. And you're nickel and diming someone who brought a higher level of performance to your organization than your ownership ever has or your coach or pretty much any other player. And you're saying, hey, we're going to just take that little bit out of your pocket because we can. They did the same thing with Barry Sanders. It's the type of thing dumb organizations do. They made Barry Sanders repay his signing bonus to them, and he always you know, felt bad about it. It's, it's 
you know, instead of like saying, ooh, thank you and sending cool Instagram messages, just like let him keep his money and don't be nickel and diming him. It's a bad so look. And it's respect. A, I think it speaks to a team that post Megatron has almost no other players they could even put out there at halftime to celebrate. There's a very unrich history. Well, the quarterback of, is a nice player. He's still playing, though. I mean, right. I'm talking about past guys right. that have oh, retired late. He's Orlovsky. You know. Bring Orlovsky. Yeah, you got to get David. Job at best. Let's bring him back and throw a bunch of flags up in the air. Uh, but but <laughs> if you're not doing the work, then – so if you agreed on – and maybe I'm just diving into the semantics of this. Okay, then every the coach should have to trees. pay back every every – you know, year that they were unpaid and didn't do the job. You know what I mean? It's just you're you're making a a decision ultimately to but, go but after no, the money. No, because they're only they're only getting the, they only keep that money because the team fired them. He right. walked away. It was his decision. So if you're signing a three year deal, and I don't remember the terms or whatever, but like just if you sign a three year deal and you walk away after one year, then you shouldn't be paid for the two years that you agreed to be paid for. Like, that was what you both sides decided was your value at the time. I could totally I don't agree understand. with your point. Like, I think that's from, like, a honor the job you did kind of standpoint. Yes, the problem a little bit is that I think the Lions just look petty right. in, in all this. But I also look not- at it more like the NFL owners have an incredible, and teams in general, have an incredibly one-sided and dominant relationship over player contracts anyways. So it's like, why why... Why go at, Why go after it? It's like picking on them. Picking on them. Let's take a break in the news now to throw it to Lindsay Rhodes. Okay. Oh wow. Again, I'm the ready. host of Total Access. Every di- part of your your everyday duties, right, Lindsay? It's, it's not like you just walk out on the set at 7 p.m. <laughs> Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, and just honk about football for 42 minutes. No, there's a lot of prep. No. Going that's, into what, that. that's what Hanson does. But Lindsay preps. She gets it. Hanson is a prepper. <laughs> and not um, in a survivalist sort of way. So we'll get to that in a second as well. <laughs> surviving. Uh, so in the spirit of that, what Lindsay does leading up to um, every show, part of it is recording like pre-taped topicals. Mm-hmm. Is what These the promos that they show promos. in other shows. Yes. That It's like a little 15-second commercial. That really teases you. Gets, gets you, you fired up. Gets tit- the viewer titillated. Like, juices so, flowing. To watch that the... show. Oh, man. Can't wait to watch that show. <laughs> Sets so, DVR. An uh, 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 ongoing tradition. We give Lindsay some copy to reach. She has not seen this beforehand. We're going to ask Re- Erica to play the music. And uh, Lindsay, take it away. Tonight on NFL Total Access, how far is too far? Daniel Jones ramps up efforts to replace Eli Manning on the field and at home. We have Omar Ruiz in Green Bay to find out if Aaron Rodgers still respects Matt LaFleur after his hoops injury, plus Matt Patricia's awful chili recipe. Tonight, 7 Eastern. Where'd my music go? What happened to the music? That was the length. I'll I'll repeat it. You know, when I read it, it was that long, but then a professional broadcaster reads it. No, you did not read that that fast. No, I can do it. You I'll know read it right do. now. Go. Watch. Here. You ready? Go. Tonight on NFL Total Access, how far is too far? Daniel Jones ramps up efforts to replace Eli Manning on the field and at home. We have Omar Ruiz in Green Bay to find out if Aaron Rodgers still respects Matt LaFleur after his hoops injury. Oh, Plus, Matt- that's a disaster, Dan. That was great. I feel like that was shorter. It's getting shorter. How long was the I, I feel a lot better because this was a point of contention about my copy, and I, you we're, know, we're all right out of the gate. How long was so. what you just played? Yours 13 was- seconds that I sent earlier, too. It's the same thing. 
She did. Erica did Ooh. as asked. That so. was like a low key. Like I did exactly my last what I told email. you I was going to do. Thanks for writing forty-five second copy yeah. for my fifteen second paper trail cut. per her email. Paper trail. Mm. Well, what can you do? Anyway, that's the first one. Well done, everybody. That was great. That was great. And at home, unnecessary. <laughs> Don't fling those. Car- Dan just flung the never to be seen again. Piece. No, because at one point, one is going to come and sever my eyeball because it's going to be oh. a wayward throw. That's I all I you were think gonna, about when you throw those. Then you I thought you were going to say you were, you were thinking 90. about some other human. We'll have to ultimately pick up Dan's refuse. Well, there's that secondary issue, yes. <laughs> Grow up. Here we go. Moving on in the news. <laughs> Mo Wilkerson. You remember big Muhammad Wilkerson, uh, former um, Jets pro bowler, got a big contract, didn't play well, didn't work hard, got cut, signed with the – Packers got hurt, and he has not been able to get a job, and it's not going to get easier. He got a DUI uh, in New York City. The 29-year-old 20, uh, blew a .09 during a early morning stop um, and released on bond later Saturday. Um, he was actually ranked, uh, ranked, Greg, at number 88 on your top 100 free agents, but the market has not come together. I don't know if Wilkerson's healthy, but now uh, an off-the-field incident not helping things. Well, this will especially hurt his chances because he was rumored to have a drinking problem when a member of the Jets. I think it was that was pretty much out in the open. Yes. Um, and so any chance of him getting back in the league, it, it went down. I would have thought he would have been able to play again. He was playing okay at the beginning of last year before he got hurt. Feels Boom. like I've heard more about the negative stories of Muhammad Wilkerson having nothing to do with his play than I've heard about his play. It's fair. And when you're 88 – on a list that only consists of players without a job. I don't know that that means like, you know, not an opportune time to, to go be, get you anyway. Right. To uh, to be out with your adventures on the road. Uh, in other news, this is something that we should all be plugging in on uh, a report um, published by the Breakthrough National Center for Climate Restoration a think tank in Melbourne, Australia, describes climate change as a, quote, near to midterm existential threat to human civilization and sets out a plausible scenario where business as usual could lead over the next 30 years. And what's going to happen? The end of civilization, high likelihood of human civilization coming to an end in 2050. Who's worried? Who's buying? Well, here's what I'd say is that what has got us into this situation already probably is irreversible by any habits that we any better habits that we conduct over the next couple of decades because it doesn't mean like everything is going to be fine on December that's the 31st attitude they're trying to face. 2049. I, I, I don't think that's the attitude they're trying to fight there is like the that's essentially that that's much of the opposition's argument is kind of like well there's no way to Well hold on I help I use out. my blue recyclable bin in my at my household. <laughs> you do a nice job with it. You do a nice job. What are we so, going to do now? I, China's not taking so our recyclables anymore. Obsessive about it's a big that. problem. Right? So you're not the it problem. It freaks me out when people come over to my house and throw away things that are recyclable. Do you like, go through I, the garbage afterwards? I don't go through it, but if there's yeah. something sitting right on top, I will take it out and go put it. I looked at the positive, which was he. <laughs> this guy said 49, if he was asked to give a percentage chance, you know, civilization starts to, you know, crumble by 2050. He said 49%. So he's. That's a strong. I don't like those odds. It's a, better, it's a better than half that we're in the clear. You know who else doesn't like those odds? Kyler Murray's attempts to play till he's forty. Thank you. 
Which yeah, no, his career yeah. would wrap around well done. 2043, yeah. but then his yeah. then suddenly you go into the later stages of, of life. Well, and it's it's a wrap within seven years. Well, right. I mean, you want to enjoy that retirement. If civilization that is done by fifty, then when is it starting to wipe up? Like like when are we like really in crisis mode? Like Walking Dead without the zombies, but we don't have civilization anymore. I would say within seven years we'd start to see fundamental breakdown issues that would be there would still be thirty one more years, years of now or seven years of, now. of fifty. I mean, oh, the so Earth moves at a snail's pace. Like, it's not like at 2047 things are going to start to tail off. So that would really inhibit his chances of playing till he was 45. No, totally. largely sucky scenario it's for not, everyone it's, involved. It is not a great, not a great situation. 31 more years of NHL hockey, though, to still enjoy. It does make you like think about. Well, the the debate about the 18 game NFL season doesn't seem as <laughs> pertinent. Pressing. Yeah. Put that on the back burner. Finally, in the news. Scott Smith of Buccaneers.com has it over the weekend. Bruce Arians, Bucks head coach, put some pressure on kicker Matt Gay, the rookie, oh, here we go. who's in a big battle against Cairo Santos. Lined up Gay for a 50-yarder. If he makes it, practice ends an hour early. If he misses it, everyone hates him. That's how you do it. Bruce pushing the right buttons. The rookie drilled it. Practice over. Have a nice Woo! weekend. Gay one, Santos, zilch. The number one camp battle to track. <laughs> Gay Santos. I'm writing that down right now. That's what's happening in the news. <laughs> hey, everybody. Father's Day coming up. It's a real thing. Every year, we all love it. <laughs> Give dad a gift packed with the Omaha steaks he craves. And there's a Father's Day steak fixed gift package, $235. Listen to this, Lindsay. Okay. Only $59.99. Order now and you'll get two filet mignon. Two, is it mignons? <laughs> filet mignon. M- minos. Oh. Ignai? Maybe it's like. What is the know. plural of filet mignon? I think it would be filet mignons, but it would be fun if it was one of those where it was filets mignon. <laughs> That's a fun one. That's always fun. Anyway, uh, two top sirloins, two pork chops, four Omaha Steaks burgers, four gourmet jumbo franks, four cr- chicken fried steaks, all beef meatballs, four chicken breasts. I'm still going here. Four caramel apple tartlets, a packet of Omaha Steaks signature. That felt off brand. Seasoning. Well, you got every no, it's course good. covered. Caramel and apple and no meat. And you'll well, you get some dessert. And you get four well, extra Omaha Steaks burgers for free. And by the way, that this was sent to us, our office today. The vultures got to it before we all saw. So some of these items were removed from the box. But we're, I'm taking home a chicken fried steak. Greg, you're taking home some filets. I'm filet. taking home some filets. Yeah, my, my father-in-law uh, said he was going to cook up some steaks on the grill yesterday. Never happened. What happened? Now I'm bringing, uh, you know, <laughs> had a couple drinks, took a nap. There's a jet lag. Well, I mean, now he has so the goods. Just ordered. And now uh, I'm bringing home as a, I'm bringing these home as a hero. He's cooking them up tonight. Well, you're also putting a little bit of pressure on him now to actually do. Oh, I checked said, so. before I but to not before drink. I well you know, no to cook. Do you it. know it was yeah. before I tried to you know edge out Dan there for the steaks. I wanted to make sure that they were going to go to good use. So I, I texted home and made sure. I, are, you, are you really going to make these this time? Is that what yeah. you texted? Yeah. Well, <laughs> like if I bring Dad. home these filet mignons. <laughs> Come on, you Dad. Really make them? <laughs> Air quotes. 
dad. Does anybody call their father-in-law dad? No. 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 That might be a bygone era. Anyway, uh, just go to omahasteaks.com. Type in the code around into the search bar. That's omahasteaks.com. Type around in the search bar. Get that Father's Day steak fix package today. One more. Oh, yeah. Black Tox. Black Black Tox, I said. We got uh, Black Toxes uh, for the West Nuptials from the Black Tox uh, company, and we are very happy with the product. Very sharp. And the photos, check it out on the gram. Yeah, check us out on, on Instagram. You can see the work of the Black Tux. I mean, some you know, if it doesn't fit the first time around, I, I ordered a replacement. It was very seamless order. It came right to me. Yeah. It was easy. Lindsay, when you're on the gram and you're scrolling, when you got the weekend of the wedding, mm-hmm. when you got to the four uh, heroes of the podcast tux spot, did you just stop in your tracks? Obviously. Like, hubba, Studied hubba. it. <laughs> Yeah. What is going on here? There's a lot to take in. Yeah. Yeah. Visual. Was there an audible well, hubba hubba? So, mm, I can't remember the moment exactly. <laughs> Has there ever been an Your audible hubba Your husband was in the kitchen. Hubba. He was like, what was that, honey? It's like nothing. <laughs> oh, just looking at old pictures of you. <laughs> anyway, if you want your wedding to be remembered for the right reasons... Uh, rent your suit or tuxedo at theblacktux.com and enjoy $20 off with code AROUND. That's theblacktux.com code AROUND for $20 off your purchase. The Black Tux formal wear for the moment. Really a good product. Everybody should do it. All right. Let's move on. Oh, before we do that, it's time for another TA Topical with Lindsay Rhodes. Mm-hmm. Now, I messed up the time, and, and I actually now realize what I did wrong, and it's an interesting kind of human trait. Reading it just to myself. In your mind. Much faster. Right. I never took the extra step to read it out loud. Yeah. I have made a, uh, a similar mistake, I predict. I know. I, I'm going to do some editing. Am I going up next, or is it Mark? Uh, well, I mean, if you're in the middle of an editing process. No, mine, to go it's going to be simple. Yeah. I'm going to cross out this line right here. Okay. To try to get it under. And I wish I had the benefit perfect. of this, but Men. I, you know. <laughs> Men. <laughs> Who said that? Was that you, Erica? It was Lindsay. Lindsay? Yep, pretty much. No. Um, Erica. <laughs> yeah, maybe read it through once and nothing surprises you, but. Stop it. I, you, I didn't get the no, safety did reinforcements. Hit the music, Ricky. Tonight on NFL Total Access, Big Ben or Big Baby? Jane Slater on Jason Garrett's new hair color. Reggie Wayne on raising the minimum wage and special in-studio guest. That guy from Modern Family. Again, Total Access, <laughs> 7 Eastern. Still too long. It was that was that was good though. Which guy from Modern Family? I don't know. They always have the guy from Modern Family. I love Family. it. Like, I don't know who it is. <laughs> yes, Eric, like, hey, someone from Modern Family. Eric, Eric Stone Street, who's yeah. a big Chiefs fan. Yep. Hey, which is it. obviously who he was talking about. Or yeah. it could be the dad who's a Rams fan. Yeah. But He's Stone Street is the one. Aren't there like mul- there's multiple dads on that show. Like, no, you're talking Phil about Duffy. the one. Right, Lead dad. Like I always see him. I don't go out on dates. Uh, is that very who you often were talking about? Wife anymore? What? Who? Phil Dunphy. The dad? Or yeah. were you talking about Stone Street? No, Dunphy. How he, are you talking about him? Stone Street's on Rich Eisen's show like once a that's, week. No, I think but that's Dunphy, more what I was Dunphy is like the main dad on the show. Yeah. And I've seen him many times in downtown Culver City just walking with his family. Just wanted to point that out. All right. He's a Rams fan. There you go. Yeah. Now you have something to talk about next time you encounter him. Dunphy! It's not his real name. All right. That was good. But we still have not hit it yet. Where the music is synced up with the copy. I think it, well, there's like a longer outro where. Yeah, there's definitely a longer it, cut because we have this, a 30 second 
the topical's 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Look at Pinnis on Africa. 15 somehow. seconds yeah, is... I think she made it clear this is was the plan and no one... Explored but I feel like there's still no. a window here to, uh, and a, a lane to possibly pin it on our producer. Yeah, I, I feel like. and It's what, a small lane, but it's just. You've read these. <laughs> is, is it true? At some point, you have had one where it was Big Ben or Big Baby, I bet. What are they? I no, don't it's a little think too, we would be that judgy. Yeah. <laughs> Big Steelers baby. would call. I enjoyed, I enjoyed your copy, which was judgy, but I don't know that we'd go. We'd like couch it. It's just like after so a game where he's complaining about the refs or something. Come on. Works Can you imagine in. that cut line graphically, like big baby, <laughs> question mark, Well, he's whining? Um, all right, we got one more to come. A lot of pressure on Mark. Actually, none, because you've both yeah, that, utterly <laughs> failed. Yeah, mine I feel literally no pressure. That's a solid B minus. That's a good right? point. That's a good point. Mine will fail in, in a similar way. All you have to do is be like within it. 15 seconds, and we're good. All right, At here best. we go. Let's get to it now. Let's talk about under-the-radar MVP candidates. You know, we all know the names that get thrown out every year. Your Drew Brees is, although he's never won one. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, of course, will be a popular pick. Every year that guy yes, won't repeat. go away. There's always somebody out there. Greg, I feel like you've done this before. This is it. Russell Wilson going to win that trophy. Of course, Tom Brady, who has a whole bunch of them. But I'm more of the Big Ben's finally going to win an MVP award guy. But big now, I'm, now I'm, I'm over with that. Although, so, if they have happen. a good year, this is the year for it to happen. Because nobody can <laughs> make the argument that always... it is Le'Veon Bell that's really the reason for success, mm. or nobody else has Antonio Brown to throw to. It's never so happened, and he's sneaky, he's sneaky never even come close, Big Ben. Brian Bill came close on the Jake Cutler prediction that uh, generated some <laughs> waves back in the day. <laughs> um, wow. Big Ben has one team MVP award in his entire career. So, right. um, And the the idea, I was, I'm working on a piece, you could read it on Tuesday um, team MVP predictions in the AFC, mm. and then on um, Wednesday, NFC team MVP predictions. Oh, oh yeah, we are so deep it's into June, the offseason. <laughs> Don't be judgy of the the column. Just please read it. I'll I'll read it. I'll be sure to do. I mean, I'm going to be refreshing my Twitter feed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what we're going to do is go around the horn a couple times here and throw out some uh, candidates. And uh, Greg, I will start with you. Uh, throw out an under the radar. 2019 mm. MVP candidate. Well, to do this, since now it seems like the NFL and uh, and the desert, as we refer to here, are getting like a little tighter. It's like not as big a thing. I went to like even look at the odds. So I didn't want to take anyone in the top uh, okay. 10 possible uh, names. Wait, can you? Doesn't I'm, matter. I'm kinda, it doesn't matter. Kind of curious. But, well, okay. I, I, as we go along, I'll say what the odds. Okay. Here's one. Plus 4,000. I'm just putting the number out there here. Okay. Mm. I don't know what that means, but it sounds like a lot. I mean, <laughs> yeah. You put down 100, you get you would get 4,000 back for this. We're going to have to cut all this out. Yep. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> Quarterbacks generally win it, but not always. Occasionally, they'll throw a running back in the mix. And what running back, I think, is in a better position to sneak up and get an MVP than Alvin Kamara this year? Mm-hmm. Not a lot of other big-time offensive skill weapons on that team. Not only is Mark Ingram gone, but it's basically just like Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara, and he does things that other players just don't. And I think he is set up for a you know 2,000 yards from scrimmage type of season where he catches a ton of passes, he scores a ton of touchdowns. You look at the Saints, and on paper, they kind of look like the best team in the NFL going into the year. And Drew Brees is, you know, he will certainly be in the mix if if they're 
if they have that good of a record. But if we're looking for under the radar and like something that might be a little more surprising, I could absolutely see Alvin Kamara in his third season in the league kind of putting it all together and having his career year. I just think they wouldn't give it to him over Breeze. Like if the Saints are in that position, I think – you got to be in a spot like the other running backs that have won it, where Sean Alexander or LaDainian Tomlinson, you score a lot of touchdowns, you put up a lot of yards, everyone can see that it's not necessarily Drew Brees' best season. Uh, The defense is really good there. So are you predicting it's not going to be Drew Brees' best season? In this scenario, yeah. I mean, if if Drew Brees puts up uh, a slightly worse season than he did a year ago, and it's their defense that keeps getting better, and it's Kamara in the running game, I can absolutely see a scenario where they're the one seed in Kamara. And yeah, to Lindsay's point, if Breeze puts up a representative season, I think he would get the nod. Well, it, it, it a lot of this to, is narrative driven and yeah. it will in theory be the final year of Drew Breeze. They, there was a big push for that to happen last year. As right. You know, doing roughly 7 billion videos. But he didn't between get Patrick it in Mahomes the end. And Drew Brees. He right. didn't, but that's like if, if he did another Drew Breeze-ish type year where he isn't noticeably falling off the cliff. Then I think it's tough. It's I tough to me though, Alvin, Alvin Kamara to me is is such a unique, almost singular type of player that he at this point to me has a better chance of putting together an absolutely bonkers year that blows your mind than Drew Brees does actually. I I think Brees would have gotten it last year if Mahomes wasn't so great. Yeah, great. he just couldn't be denied. It was five thousand yards, fifty touchdowns. Basically, was the most exciting player in football. Um, so Brees had to take the back seat. But I'm going to bring up another third-year running back. Mm. How about that? A guy that also came very close to uh, 2,000 yards from scrimmage um, and also came about 120 yards, I believe, Mm. from being the third player ever, uh, running back ever, to have 1,000 yards rushing and 1,000 yards receiving. I think I know where you're going. The poor man's Camara. Well, that's one way to put it. That's one way to put it. Christian McCaffrey. You call him the poor man's Camara? How kind dare of, you? Kind of. This kid is after a nice rookie season in Carolina, but maybe some a little bit underwhelming as a rusher. I think last year he kind of absolutely justified why Carolina used the top 10 pick on a running back. And I think things are kind of lined up for this guy to even take his game up to the next level when you think about uh, Cam Newton and where he's at physically now. Uh, coming back from the second shoulder surgery. He's 30 years old. That entire organization is all about how do we get um, Cam Newton through a season healthier. And you know what that means. Cam Newton's not going to be diving over the goal line anymore. He's going to be absolutely running less. We saw that last year when McCaffrey became kind of their goal line guy. So you're gonna, he's going to be a touch monster. We know that uh, McCaffrey, both as a receiver and a rusher, but he's also going to be their goal line guy. And I think Carolina is going to be a good team this year. I think they're going to be in the mix. So they won't be an also ran like they turned into last year if Cam can stay healthy. So for all those reasons, I think McCaffrey, who I guess some people call a poor man something, I believe he is a superstar and in his third year is primed to maybe have his best season. I like it because, I mean, under the radar has to, this exercise has to happen, acknowledging that the way this voting process works makes running backs extremely unlikely unless they have one of these absolutely blow-your-mind seasons. But I feel like for McCaffrey to win, because you're going to be battling guys like Saquon Barkley and fill in the blank too, that your numbers are going to have to be so huge and you're going to have to have like single-handedly won four or five like key games for them and they need to go like 13-3. and three. 
which that's all possible, but I just well, I think, I think not necessarily just, like think Adrian just get Peterson lost in the mix that well Peterson, using Peterson that was a ten and six Vikings team. I don't think the team needs to be a total monster force, but he has to be clearly like with Breeze um, and, and Kamara has to be the guy that's seen as the engine uh, driving the well, ship. And even more than that, it has to be almost like historic if it's right. gonna, if it's going to be right. a ten win team. And they went into the offseason saying they thought, you know, they wanted to take the load off them a little bit, but then they did absolutely nothing to get uh, someone really capable of taking that load off. So he'll get a lot of carries. I worry more about him than Kamara in terms of total touches. Like, Kamara is just a little thicker, 215. Like, they think you think Have you seen the, McCaffrey recently? That's true. He's he, looking pretty. He's he almost looking too small. He's looking like De- he's on Deion Jordan's uh, offseason. Uh, I think the- Melvin Gordon has the best shot of the running backs mm. for the reason. So, be- the same reason that I think of, and that's not my answer, by the way. But so I think. That was if- Mark's answer, but go Drew- Oh, is it? No. No. Okay, I'll shift gears. No, 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 no. Go, yeah. If Melvin, no, it was not. I, I, I was. This that is was fresh territory. You're good. That was a joke. Go on. Okay. All right, guess. You're good. Stay in your lane. Um, I mean, because he doesn't have a quarterback who is going to demand the votes, right? So if the Chargers are that a really good team this year, which I think a lot of people expect them to be, then it kind of is going to run through Melvin. He's going to be a big right. part of the reason why. And then Philip, he's always good, and he'll be a part of it. But I don't think that people. He's not slotted in that, like, well, if they're really good, we have to vote for Philip. I think people will think that the difference maker there is Melvin because Philip's always been there and he's always been good and they still haven't gone anywhere. So, mm. well, who, I, I think who the would be yours? Who is your choice? Who would be your choice? So, I, I, I'm wondering how dark horse we're going to need to be because I'm not like you. It's not going to be a running back because there are never any running backs. So, I like the dark horse factor, but I don't think it's going to be a dark, uh, I don't think it's going to be that. So I'm going quarterback, like Andrew Luck is not dark horse, right? Like not we could take him off the tip. Okay. So then we're going like really dark horse. I'm going to throw Derek Carr out there. Whoa. And here's That's- why I'm going to do it. Because we've seen him have an MVP caliber season yeah. before. So we know that he can do it. It's not a total like shot in the dark. And now you have these offensive weapons that are playing with him. You put some weapons in front of him on the offensive line. I think that offense could look incredibly different in ways that we can't even really fathom right now because they were so bad last year. Derek Carr was a check down king last season, um, but he didn't have any weapons that could really stretch the field. Uh, PFF just put out some numbers in the last couple of days. It has He's their number one rated um, deep ball efficiency passer in the league. Part of that probably is because he didn't go downfield very much, and so maybe that could be a knock against him. But he had like a 52% completion percentage on um, deep passes, so he can do that, and he certainly has the weapons to do that with Tyrell Williams yep. and Antonio Brown, and now you have Josh Jacobs in the backfield keeping defenses honest. I think you could see a major turnaround. That fits him. the bill for Dark Horse because he's, he's, his Q rating is a little dark. low right now. I feel like he's been through super rough two years, but at in 2016 – Everyone felt very different, much differently about him before he got hurt. He got some, he got some literal MVP votes. So the fact that he is now, right now, plus ten thousand. Ooh, uh, I like that. Around, okay. which is the same, which is basically what they give to someone that has almost no shot. Joe Flacco is there. James Conner, Kyler Murray, Leonard Fournette, Josh Allen. So he's deep. drive east, mm-hmm. Lindsay. He's deep. <laughs> Drive east is what I'll say if you truly believe it. I mean, uh, they, it's a team award partly, so they will have to win some games for that to happen. I think so, uh, 10, as we've learned with uh, 10 sounds about right. No, That's but for a quarterback, you're right. He's going to have to win more than that. And you are forever tied uh, to Derek Carr in this podcast as, as the woman who brokered the peace, of course. You're welcome. Uh, between Greg and I and Derek, who un- unblocked us. 
There was a pro football talk put out a, uh, a write-up. This slow part of the season. <laughs> uh, football calendar uh, did a whole article about how they were blocked by Derek Carr, or maybe it was Wait, just they a did. Tweet. Yes. It was a tweet, maybe. I don't know if it was. A whole I don't thing. know that uh, Pro Football Talks. Uh, they're not articles so much as far as that as uh, complaints that are lodged <laughs> on Twitter. Uh, so Derek is still blocking away, but last time I checked, um, we're safe. We're safe, and it's when somebody on the show is saying MVP for Derek Carr. That only helps. That looks good. That <laughs> reflects well on us. I, I mean, that would be – that is a, a dark horse. Uh, but to your point, Mark, yeah, it wasn't that long ago. It's always dangerous to play it, it, the it wasn't that long ago game, especially in the NFL. But he was. Before he broke his ankle, he was playing at a high level. Now he has arguably the best wide receiver in football on his team. Why couldn't he get back to those heights? Throw it out there, Sessler. I, you know, you have to go back to 1986 for a defensive player to have won it, Lawrence Taylor. And yet I would argue that it's concerning that that J.J. Watt, for instance, at his absolute peak, didn't pull one of these awards. Because it's clear to me that defensive player of the year is essentially just what they're calling MVP on defense. And it's the same thing. It's like we have gone 30-something years since a defensive player. So I was like coming up with someone that could maybe pull it off. And it needs to be, for me, a team or a player that would generate an intense amount of sacks. It would be like a record-setting type year on a great defense, on a team that could have the best record in the AFC. And so I went with Joey Bosa. And you need him to stay healthy. That's a concern. But it does seem like a guy, because I love that they got Jerry Tillery to kind of clog up the middle. And you still have Melvin Ingram. You've got – there's reason to believe that Bosa – will be not getting triple teamed as much. He'll have a chance to have a big year if he stays healthy, puts up an insane amount of sacks, and then there's needs to be, because it's all narrative-driven, this mid-season sort of groundswell for why haven't a, we picked a defensive player in so long? Isn't something wrong with our system, not the defensive players in the league? And then, bang, Bosa gets picked. And you look back on this early June episode and say, how did he know ahead of time I, six months ago that this would happen? Episode over. <laughs> wow. I think, uh, honestly, I, you're right. 86, that's like forever ago. I think you need like 25 sacks to win the MVP. Award. I think so, too. I think you'd have to probably like, like, not even break the record, the s- like shatter the record. I think that's probably what he'd have to do, and it's a tall, Which tall order. Which he's not going to do, by the way. Right. I think Watt seasons, and one of them was against Aaron Rodgers' best season. So that was right. it was the Cam timing. Newton had a the timing was season. tough. Yep. But that season where it was Watt versus Cam, like those were the best defensive seasons possible. Aaron Donald really, if you look at at least just the pressures and stuff, would be up there, and he really hasn't gotten much attention. So it's going to be tough. Joey Bosa's got to – He's just got to stay healthy. Aaron I mean, he, he's could. played three years right now. He has one really healthy year out of those three. Aaron's best shot would be this year if Gurley doesn't pan out, but the offense somehow still works. Although, no, because then if the offense works without Gurley, then people – it'll be because Goff is good. So, never mind. He, he's, you, game-winning plays for a defensive player, even though a, a lot of that it would be on luck, is is how you do it. Like Palomalo and Suck. Like where Maybe you make Sunday like three – Ed Reed, yep. where you make like yeah. three plays at the end of a game to win a game. That, that... What about Khalil Mack? Because Khalil Mack has the potential sure. to make those plays in that type of environment on a team that really doesn't have any other superstars. So His if the early Bears are good again, trajectory. it'll be about defense. Right. Like if you – like I think if you look at October last year – Mac is someone that you would have had to say has a chance to, if he continues to. And it is timing. It, having those great games, if Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth are in the building when you have those games 
and it becomes the big story on Monday. All that stuff, like you're saying, Mark, with a narrative, it's built into it. It's a storyline award as much as it is a production. Let's go one more time around the horn, a little quicker, a little speed round. All right, we'll go quick. Starting with you, Greg. All right. Well, I'll go with Deshaun Watson, who I think is someone who can make enough absolutely incredible plays, who obviously is just putting a team on his back in a way that the MVP voters love, that it's not about almost anyone else. It's just about Deshaun Watson, like making extraordinary plays. And I, I, like if I was trying to take a real long shot at quarterback, he would be my pick. That was my choice as well for everything you just said. And also just the idea that he kind of has been a little bit overlooked in the conversation of the best young quarterbacks in football. And he shouldn't be with that awful offensive line where he got sacked 62 times, knocked down 132 times. He still accounted for 31 of their 38 touchdowns. Watson is a stud. And if that offensive line, if the upgrades take, he will get a lot better. And those numbers could reflect in an MVP type campaign. What about you, Lindsay? Um, this is not one I believe will happen, but I'm just going to throw out a dark horse option because when you look at the teams that are, it has to be a team that's positioned to do well. If the team does well, it will likely because this person is playing well, I'm going to go Lamar Jackson just because if he takes that step from one to two, if he fixes some of uh, what appear to be flaws in the passing game, but he still has that run game uh, ability, which obviously he will, um, then, and if the Ravens are good next year, which I, I think that, you know, they've taken a hit in terms of expectations. Everybody's talking about the Browns. So people will be more surprised that they're good, and then they'll be more likely to reward the reason why. So I think maybe a la, like, you know, Cam when he won that sure. MVP year, kind of from an expectation standpoint, you just kind of come out of maybe, maybe Lamar. Hmm. He's probably not going to put up, like, numbers that normally net an MVP I was surprised at quarterback. I was surprised looking at the odds that uh, he actually has better odds than Derek Carr. He he was not that low on the list. He was right in the same uh, ballpark of Deshaun Watson. Uh, finally, close this out, Mark. This is one where um, I don't. I'm not going to go bet the house that I don't even own on this. But um, Kyler Murray. And let me throw it out to you why I think it could, it, it doesn't need the Cardinals to go 13 and three. Because I think it's going to be an offense that from wire to wire gets a ton of attention. And for good reason, I think they're going to be, they went, it helps to have gone from being one of the most boring teams to watch in our human lifetime (laughs) to what will be potentially a fascinating attack. And if Kyler Murray goes out and does things that we haven't seen a quarterback do, and if he succeeds, he plays from wire to wire, throws a ton of touchdowns, and they light it up and maybe knock out a few heavy hitters down the stretch and play that sort of berserker role that knocks like a team like the Packers out of the playoffs or something late, and Kyler Murray is sort of doing it week to week, then it is he becomes the guy that suddenly is even more exciting than Patrick Mahomes from a perception angle, and you get voters to start voting for that kind of thing. Long shot, yes. That would be outrageous if he stepped into the league and was dominant. And they'd still probably have to win getting the <laughs> they, playoffs. I think right? they go – let's say they were like a sexy 9-7 and seven where in or yeah. out, like you can just say the whole organization has been totally changed by coach and quarterback. I mean, I'd love to know the last time there was an MVP, if there ever was, where the team didn't make the playoffs. I know when Peterson did it, they just barely got in. Uh, the well, Vikings. that's why it's so narrative-driven, though. It's, it's but a tough, it, I'm, it's a I don't ass. know if it's – Barry Sanders won in 97 
along with Brett Favre. I don't know what, what they did that year. Um. Anyway, good good stuff. We got another one, another topical. Mark, dun, dun, there it dun, is. Dun, 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 dun. A lot of stress around this project. Wait, am I Mark. supposed to read that part? Yeah, the whole thing. Okay, got it. All right, you ready, this Erica? Is way too long. And then Ricky, you have <laughs> one too, right? Yeah, I just whipped one up. Okay, Ricky whipped one up as well. Well, right. it's gonna be timed out perfectly from the producer. Well, we'll see about that. Well, she's a professional. Um, she's been reading it out loud yeah. in the yeah. booth. She has not even been listening to the shows. <laughs> well, that wouldn't be new. <laughs> All right, here we go. Lindsay Rhodes, take it away. Tonight on NFL Total Access, uh-oh, Odell. What's next for the Browns after Odell Beckham was kidnapped by an angry band of female cosplayers dressed up as Velma from Scooby-Doo? Did we run out already? <laughs> wow. Okay. And is it cosplayers? I've always wondered how you pronounce that. Oh, no. I think you nailed that. Okay. She's still got this half This version of it now. does okay. start the song again. Because it fades out in the real version exactly. for another three or four That's times. what I was saying earlier. Adam Gase responds to reports that Sam Darnold has been bald since age 17 and wears a meaty blondish wig made from the preserved hair of Georgia Frontier. <laughs> nice. At 7 Eastern. Um, <laughs> Sam Darnold's hair is real and it is magnificent. That's what you think. Uh, all right, here comes Erica. Erica. Oh, by the way, it should be uh Oh, wait, yeah, no, uh-oh, Odell. Erica, who totally um, is gaslighting us right now. There you go. Okay, here we go. By cutting down Very the length crafty. of the um, bed music, now we'll attempt to nail it. Lindsay, take it away. Tonight on NFL Total Access, interviews with three podcast bozos who talk too much and football stuff you actually care about. Tonight, 7 Eastern. <laughs> Well, well done, Erica. <laughs> Way to go, Erica. You're the best. You've done it again. You win. <laughs> I didn't see that coming. I thought she was just going to be so nice. It hurts my Three family. podcast bozos who talk too much. Also, Wes once again left out of the mix. And some football stuff you actually care about. That I like. You know. You know what did you say, Greg? Sorry, I wasn't shows, listening. Shows what Erica's. <laughs> Fair play. Fair play. Uh, Lindsay, I mean, what, what can be said? You came in and you said it all. You, you've done it again. And let it, let it be known to the audience that um, Lindsay did it all with not a single paper in front of her. because And there's no teleprompter either. Yeah. You know? I mean, there were a lot of really heavily detailed uh, arguments that were made. <laughs> I was like, no, that's stupid. I mean, you... Uh, let me check my notes. And you're doing it truly before a NFL total access. You're on the air in about... This is true, two hours. In less than two, less hours, than two hours from now. An hour and 50 minutes. Follow Lindsay. How's the pre-show nerves, you know, right now? On, yeah, in, the only nerves June. that I have are um, I'm refreshing constantly to see if Gerald McCoy signed because we would love to have that top mm. story for you our A block it. because it's June. But you, you still feel it. like a little bit of juice in the moments before the show starts, right? You don't want to be totally dead inside to that, right? <laughs> I wouldn't describe myself as dead inside in that moment, but I don't know that I have nerves anymore okay. before Total Access. Mm. Uh, and yes. You sort of forget that people are actually watching because there's about the same like 15 people on set every day. So it just sort of feels like you're having fun. It's just like a, we're just like a family just putting <laughs> right. together a show. And it's the like total access anybody else who sees it, it's like they're looking inside that. the window of our living room. That type of vibe. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just like Total that. Access, Monday to Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern on NFL Network. And follow Lindsay. She's a good follow on 
the old social media. Is well, she? Is at she though? Lindsay, you're fine. When she tweets at like once every two weeks. Lindsay underscore Rhodes. <clears throat> and uh, thank you again. Thanks, guys. Come back anytime. We love you. <laughs> All right. That's it. We'll be back Wednesday. So, uh, well, usually I say at the end of this. So this is Dan Hansen signing off for Quiet Storm, Lindsay Rhodes, the old boss, and Rookie Hollywood behind the glass. When will we be back? Well, I already said it. Till Wednesday. <laughs> You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.